on Cape Talk. Lots of responses, lots of responses to our conversation on uh, chameleons. And when last you seen them, Helen in Cryfontaine saying that I have lots in my garden. Well, Helen, if you can spot a picture sometime tonight, as Tyrone said, go out with a flashlight, uh, see if you can uh, also use roses advice, sprinkle a little bit of water on some leaves and uh, with a torch and your phone, maybe take a picture and send us a picture of your chameleons to 072 567 or later if you want to talk to us about uh, uh, spotting some chameleons or maybe reminiscing them or about seeing them in the good old days you can call on 021-446-0567 but now it's time for Cape Talk Hiking with Tim Lundy it's a privilege to finally get to talk to this man, Tim Lundy. I've been listening to him on Evening Talk with Koketsu Sechani and the various other people who've been standing in the show. Tim, it's finally nice to meet you. How have you been? I've been very well. Thanks. No. I've uh, had a nice nice break. Ah, excellent. Now, obviously, Tim, you can see me. I've not hiked in a while. I think the last hike I did was when I was probably in grade 10 in the Adventure Club in high school. And I think we went to uh, the DeWerp Nature Reserve. And that's about the last time. I've had a hike, so I hope that we're going to build a relationship that one yeah. day you can invite me and you can uh, get me hiking fit. But firstly, what are your 2019 hiking plans? Yeah, the 2019 hiking plans, there are loads of things on the cards um, that we'll, we'll talk about as we go along. Um, but yeah, it, it, definitely for me, it feels like an exciting year. I'm sort of amped and pumped for it and, and got some really nice walks and, and trails and stuff on the books that I definitely want to do this year. How, surely you've done all the trails there are, or are, are, still, are <laughs> new trails still being discovered, still being beaten through the bush? There definitely, uh, last year we did uh, three trails, of which all three I'd never done before. It was um, three that I always wanted to get done and um, did all three of them. Um, two of them, unfortunately, we couldn't finish and due to certain circumstances like the weather, um, it just became too dangerous to, to proceed. Um, but you know what? The, those walks are still going to be there and I'm going to go back and I'm going to do them again. So it's, it's nice that I can, I can go and go back and, and do it again and experience it. Now, hopefully I'll join you. I'll join you sometime. Now, it's been a busy, uh, holiday season, pl- plenty of tourists, plenty of people on holiday taking to the mountains, taking into the trails. You've been busy with some, uh, rescues recently. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, look, I mean, at this time of the year, there's always rescues, um, that happen. It is our peak season, obviously, because there's just more people on the mountains. And, you know, this year, has got off to a better start than we did last year in terms of, of rescues. Um, but it's still, there's always room for improvement. Um, there've been five rescues in 10 days. So that kind of gives you an idea of how serious it is. And, and, um, we only ever hear of the ones that are the, the very serious ones. We never hear of the, the, the sort of odd ones where somebody sprains an ankle because those don't really sell, but they're still a rescue and still people need to, to be taken off and um, taken care of. And, and are these mostly locals or are these uh, uh, foreign tourists who think that uh, uh, uh Gorge is just a, a simple meander up uh, up uh, the mountain? Uh, a mixture. It's always a mixture. Um, this time of the year, it does seem to increase on the international because obviously we've got all our visitors, international visitors come out and then try and tackle Table Mountain and all the other routes um, and, and sometimes they, they tackle them without actually realizing 
what they're taking on. And um, so it can be quite, quite hair-raising for, for some people. Uh, we are listening to uh, Tim Lundy's here with our a weekly hiking feature on tonight with Lester. If you have any calls or SMSs or WhatsApps, any advice, any tips that you want from Tim, you can call us on 021-446-0567 or WhatsApp us on 072-567-1567. I see Lion's Head has been uh, in the news uh, quite prominently this week. Uh, closure for some repair work, some maintenance work, and there's been lots of gnawing and Gnashing of teeth at yes. a, a resource that needs a maintenance. What's been happening there? Well, you know, the thing about Lion's Head, which actually amazes me, is that the people that are complaining about it the most are going to be the ones that are going to complain when, when they trip and fall or when a rock comes down. They're going to be the first ones to say something about it. And the fact of the matter is that Lion's Head has become so popular that, um, like Platterclip, it's a one-way kind of route um, well, one way and one way back. So there's, you know, you've got double traffic in both directions on the same path. And so that has caused a lot of erosion, a lot of, um, damage, loosening of the rocks. And yeah, I mean, I personally, I've, I've sprained my ankle a couple of times on the mountain and it's always been stepping on a rock that just shifts to the left. And of course, my ankle goes straight over. So they want to try and clean that up. Um, and I'm saying, Sam Pox, go ahead. I, I think it's a great idea that they're doing it. It's been a long time coming that it needs to be done. I think a lot of people have the, an issue with the fact that it's been done at this time of the year. I don't. Um, you know, full moon, two full moons ago, there were five rescues in one day on Lion's Head. So it, it is, it's got to be taken care of and it's got to be cleaned up and, and made safe for all of us. I have seen people make suggestions of why now, why not late in the year when there's not that many tourists, but late in the year is a thing called winter and we have yeah. heavy winter rains and exactly. you don't want to have maintenance crews up on, um, on, on Lion's Head during that time where you have a high likelihood of rock falls and with the rain and all the conditions, exactly. it makes it vastly uh, more difficult. Yeah, I totally agree. But also, if you've gone up there in winter, you'll know that it's just as busy. It, it's crazy. And, um, so whether it's winter or summer, it's, it is a popular, popular hike and it, it's just causing too much issue. They need to clean that path up. They need, the mountain needs a rest as it is because there's just been so much traffic. Um, the one thing I will say about it though is that sand parks are taking it very seriously in terms of shutting it down, that people are to stay off the mountain. Um, there have already been reports of people that have um, said, you can't tell us what to do and gone up there. And if Sandpox do catch you, they will fine. Um, they've got to set an example that, you know, it's not forever. There is a time limit as to how long they can close it for. And I think they will try and stick to it as best as they possibly can. And it will be opened again. Um, so, And, you know, we've got around about 900 different routes between Signal Hill and, and Cape Point. So it's it's easy to, to find an alternative. Um, yes, there is no other hike in Cape Town that is like Lion's Head, 
but it, it's it's that that's that picture. It's that three hundred and sixty degree panoramic view of the city bowl and exactly. the island and the mountain, yeah. and everyone wants that selfie. But I've been on those early morning Saturday hikes where I've almost had to stand in a queue just to yes. go up certain sections like the chains. Do you think that Sand Park should actually consider maybe having a daily quota, saying that already, for example, five hundred people have been up now. If you're going to go up now. You do it at your own risk, or it's not sustainable for a free for the free flow of yeah. traffic in that area. Is that something that could be considered? Look, I think they have considered it. Um, I don't know how they would police it, how they would monitor it. Um, one of the suggestions is that they make the the main route up a one way. Um, there is another route down from just past the chains that you can actually go down. That has been closed for quite a while now That used to go to Wally's Cave um, There was talk about maybe making that the exit route um, Where the sandparks have, are going to take that on I don't know um, But the point is that they're doing something about it now And it is being fixed And they need the time to fix it They can't have people up there while they are, are removing rocks off Or rocks are coming down They need to have everyone off that mountain So that it's safe to actually be um, worked on you're listening to Tim Lundy on tonight with uh, Lester here talking uh, in our regular hiking feature. Now, uh, Tim, last year you had a pretty large uh, hiking uh, bucket list. Do you get to do uh, most of them? And what are the plans for 2019? What can you suggest out there to uh, Cape Talk listeners? Yeah, look, I mean, last year um, for me personally was a very up and down year. Um, and there were a lot of things that I wanted to get done and was not able to get um, get sorted out. Um, but yeah, I feel this year is definitely going to be different. Um, it's going to have its new challenges. And, um, as I say, there were three hikes, trails that I did last year that, um, I didn't get to finish two of them. Um, I don't think I'll be doing them again this year because there's just so much to choose from. Um, and so many other routes out there that I want to try out first. Um, so I will, in the future, I will come back and, and give them a, give them a go. But for now, there's there's lots of of stuff I'm putting together that um, I want to fill the year up with and um, get out and explore explore new new territory. So what can you suggest for a guy like me who about uh, let's say five ten years ago would have been considered an intermediate uh, uh, hiker? Would I've been up uh, Constantiaberg, I've done um, uh, McGregor Walk, I've done some mm. walks in 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 the Cedarburg. But now ten years on, I'm a bit uh, I'm w- firmly seated in my in my mid thirties and with a with a midriff to 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 show for that. So how would a guy like like me get back into into hiking? What would you suggest? For me at the moment Look at the moment I would suggest That if you haven't been Hiking for a long time Don't try and tackle Table Mountain Straight out Or tackle something That is Is, is going to be Beyond your ability um, And I mean I'm I'm Could be accused Of doing that From time to time Where I take on things That are a little bit more Than I'm I'm able to tackle um, So it's good to know What your limitations are And, and work with those So for you I would say you know, start off slowly, start off just getting out there. Um, I, three, four years ago, finished a book called Family Walks in Cape Town. And that is the kind of book where start out and, and just, I think it's more about getting out into nature and experiencing nature and, and enjoying the outdoors. And once, once that bug bites, I would say 
you then ramp it up a little bit more and a little bit more, whatever you're comfortable with. And if you do a hike that kind of feels like you're really pushing it too too hard, then step it down a little bit and, and just keep keep working at it. Um, it's one of those things that you, you need to regularly do. Um, doing it every, once every six months is not going to... Not going to work, unfortunately. Errol on the WhatsApp line saying we need another Cape Talk hike. Leicester must come with a bit more strenuous than uh, the uh, Kuburg hike. Thanks. So I'm sure we can organize a, a Leicester hike in the next few weeks or Absolutely. so and uh, uh, try and get me back into the swing of things. You mentioned about uh, fa- your book, uh, um, uh, Family Walks in Cape Town. I think I was in Cecilia Forrester not too long ago, maybe a few years ago. But at the same time, it was about the same period when more and more reports of incidents were uh, were being reported. Um, just currently, what is the situation now? I know there was um, plans to use drone mon- monitoring, more foot patrols by yeah. saps and sand parks. I've been uh, the protection on, uh, on 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 particularly on the Table Mountain uh, National Park over the last few months. Well, look, unfortunately, I think it was two days ago, there was um, somebody that was attacked. I think it was more than one person um, that was attacked by by somebody on the contour path um, near India Fenster. And um, I think the authorities do know who it is. Um, they're not saying anything more than that. But um, what I will say is that the authorities are... Ramping, they have ramped it up for the season. They have um, had patrols. They have been out um, in force to to try and curb this. And it seems to the numbers seem to definitely be a lot less than they were last year. And I hope that we can continue with that. Um, so yeah, I think it it is safer if you do go in larger numbers. And if you're wanting to get out there, join a hiking group. Um, there are tons of them. That you can get get to be with, um, but I would say rather investigate which hiking groups, um, because some are a little bit more trickier than others, um, because the, the the hikers will be that much more experienced. So try and pick a hiking group that that kind of suits your your ability and and the routes and the things that you want to see. Often when I'm driving into the city centre along Philip uh, Skosana, I see plenty of people walking across the road going up to Devil's Peak who I assume are homeless and are living on the mountain. And I'm not saying that they pose any criminal risk at all, but... In terms of people living on the mountain, is that an issue that is a, a, a worry for Sandbox? I know you don't speak for Sandbox, but yeah. for the hiking community, there are homeless, there are vulnerable. Uh, we're not saying that they are criminal, but is that a concern? And what do you do when you encounter someone or if someone who is, who does live on the mountain, uh, needs help, approaches you and need help? Yeah, look, I personally haven't um, encountered anybody like that. Um, you, one of the areas that I have been told to kind of stay away from is Deer Park, um, because there are apparently a lot of homeless people that are into Deer Park, which is sort of top of town. Um, and, and there are apparently some of them that are going higher up towards Devil's Peak. Um, yeah, they, I, I can't really speak for the authorities mm-hmm. in terms of what, what and where. But generally, most of the paths are relatively safe, and you've just got to be aware. One of the things I said last year, don't go out as a target. You know, if you don't need to have your gold chain around your neck while you're going hiking, don't take it. 
you know, don't make it um, something that they see you and go, sure, that's a nice watch or that's a nice cell phone. Try and just be inconspicuous. Don't don't make yourself a target. Talking about going up uh, the contour path and uh, also going up Platica Gorge, I remember a couple of years ago, probably about 10 years ago, I was living in Diggs in Claremont and I lived in a big house with international students and two of my Swedish housemates wanted to go up uh, Platica Gorge and what happened was I walked about 15 minutes i said sorry ladies <laughs> you're gonna have to do this by yourself and gonna take the cable car car down but how difficult is something that is so popular and i have friends who do it for fun and on the spur of the moment on a friday night let's just go on a hike on platicum gorge just how and how much do we underestimate these paths to to the mountain i'm sure they are they are beginner intermediate and mm-hmm. and and more advanced paths but something that's as popular as platicum gorge just how difficult is it to, for for the novice hiker Look, uh, this question comes up a lot, and um, often when people say to me, "What is the easiest route up Table Mountain?" I'll tell them it's a cable car. <laughs> the, rest, a, the rest, the rest are difficult. Human ingenuity has paid <laughs> for, for that. I could. Um, so whether it's winter or summer, it's it is a popular popular hike, and it it's just causing too much issue. They need to clean that path up. They need the mountain needs a rest as it is because there's just been so much traffic. Um, the one thing I will say about it, though, is that Sam Parks are taking it very seriously in terms of shutting it down, that people are to stay off the mountain. Um, there have already been reports of people that have um, said, you can't tell us what to do and gone up there. And if Sam Parks do catch you, they will find. Um, they've got to set an example that, you know, it's not forever. There is a time limit as to how long they can close it for. And I think they will try and stick to it as best as they possibly can. And it will be opened again. Um, so, And, you know, we've got around about 900 different routes between Signal Hill and, and Cape Point. So it's it's easy to, to find an alternative. Um, yes, there is no other hike in Cape Town that is like Lion's Head. But it, it's it's that that's that picture. It's that three hundred and sixty degree panoramic view of the city bowl and exactly. the island and the mountain, yeah. and everyone wants that selfie. But I've been on those early morning Saturday hikes where I've almost had to stand in a queue just yes. to go up certain sections like the chains. Do you think that Sand Park should actually consider maybe having a daily quota, saying that already, for example, five hundred people have been up now. If you're going to go up now. You do it at your own risk, or it's not sustainable for a free for the free flow of yeah. traffic in that area. Is that something that could be considered? Look, I think they have considered it. Um, I don't know how they would police it or how they would monitor it. Um, one of the suggestions is that they make the the main route up a one way. Um, there is another route down from just past the chains that you can actually go down. That has been closed for quite a while now. That used to go to Wally's Cave. Um, there was talk about maybe making that the exit route. Um, where the sandparks have, are going to take that on, I don't know. Um, but the point is that they're doing something about it now and it is being fixed and they need the time to fix it. They can't have people up there while they are, are removing rocks off or rocks are coming down. They need to have everyone off that mountain so that it's safe to actually be um, worked on. 
You're listening to Tim Lundy on tonight with uh, Lester here talking uh, in our regular hiking feature. Now, uh, Tim, last year you had a pretty large uh, hiking uh, bucket list. Do you get to do uh, most of them? And what are the plans for 2019? What can you suggest out there to uh, Cape Talk listeners? Yeah, look, I mean, last year, um, for me personally, was a very up and down year. Um, and there were a lot of things that I wanted to get done and was not able to get, um, get sorted out. Um, but yeah, I feel this year is definitely going to be different. Um, it's going to have its new challenges. And, um, as I say, there were three hikes, trails that I did last year that, um, I didn't get to finish two of them. Um, I don't think I'll be doing them again this year because there's just so much to choose from um, and so many other routes out there that I want to try out first. Um, so I will, in the future, I will come back and, and give them a give them a go. But for now, there's there's lots of, of stuff I'm putting together that um, I want to fill the year up with and um, get out and explore explore new new territory. So what can you suggest for a guy like me who about, uh, let's say, five, ten years ago would have been considered an intermediate uh, uh, hiker? Would I've been up uh, Constantiaberg, I've done um, uh, McGregor Walk, I've done some mm. walks in, in, in the Cedarberg, but now ten years on, I'm a bit, uh, I'm w- firmly seated in my, in my mid-thirties and with a, with a midriff to, to, to show for that. So how would a guy like, like me get back into, into hiking? What would you suggest? For me at the moment Look at the moment I would suggest That if you haven't been Hiking for a long time Don't try and tackle Table Mountain Straight out Or tackle something That is Is, is going to be Beyond your ability um, And I mean I'm, I'm Could be accused Of doing that From time to time Where I take on things That are a little bit more Than I'm I'm able to tackle um, So it's good to know What your limitations are And, and work with those So for you I would say you know, start off slowly, start off just getting out there. Um, I, three, four years ago, finished a book called Family Walks in Cape Town. And that is the kind of book where start out and, and just, I think it's more about getting out into nature and experiencing nature and, and enjoying the outdoors. And once, once that bug bites, I would say you then ramp it up a little bit more and a little bit more whatever you're comfortable with. And if you do a hike that kind of feels like you're really pushing it too too hard, then step it down a little bit and, and just keep keep working at it. Um, it's one of those things that you, you need to regularly do. Um, doing it every, once every six months is not going to not going to work, unfortunately. Errol on the WhatsApp line saying we need another Cape Talk hike. Lester must come with a bit more strenuous than uh, the uh, Kuburg hike. Thanks. So I'm sure we can organize a, a listener hike in the next few weeks or Absolutely. so and uh, uh, try and get me back into the swing of things. You mentioned about uh, fa- your book, uh, um, uh, Family Walks in Cape Town. I think I was in Cecilia Forrester not too long ago, maybe a few years ago, but at the same time it was about the same period when more more reports of incidents were uh, were being reported. Um, just currently, what is the situation now? I know there was um, plans to use drone mo- monitoring, more foot patrols by yeah. saps and sand parks. I've been uh, the protection on, uh, on 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 particularly on the Table Mountain uh, National Park over the last few months. Well, look, unfortunately, I think it was two days ago, there was um, somebody that was attacked. I think it was more than one person um, that was attacked by by somebody on the contour path um, near India Fenster. 
And um, I think the authorities do know who it is. Um, they're not saying anything more than that. But um, what I will say is that the authorities are ramping. They have ramped it up for the season. They have um, had patrols. They have been out um, in force to, to try and curb this. And it seems to – the numbers seem to definitely be a lot less than they were last year. And I hope that we can continue with that. Um, so, yeah, I think it it is safer if you do go in larger numbers. And if you're wanting to get out there, join a hiking group. Um, there are tons of them that you can get, get to be with. Um, but I would say rather investigate which hiking groups um, because some are a little bit more trickier than others um, because the, the, the hikers will be – that much more experience. So try and pick a hiking group that, that kind of suits your, your ability and, and the routes and the things that you want to see. Often when I'm driving into the city center along Philip uh, Skosana, I see plenty of people walking across the road going up to Devil's Peak who I assume are homeless and are living on the mountain. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they pose any criminal risk at all, yeah. but in terms of people living on the mountain, is that an issue that is a, a, a worry for Sandbox? I know you don't speak for Sandbox, but yeah. for the hiking community, they are homeless, they are vulnerable. Uh, we're not saying that they are criminal, but is that a concern? And what do you do when you encounter someone or is someone who, is, who does live on the mountain uh, needs help, approaches you and need help? Yeah, look, I personally haven't um, encountered anybody like that. Um, you, one of the areas that I have been told to kind of stay away from is Deer Park, um, because there are apparently a lot of homeless people that are in Deer Park, which is sort of top of town. Um, and, and there are apparently some of them that are going higher up towards Devil's Peak. Um, yeah, they, I, I can't really speak for the authorities mm. in terms of what, what and where. But generally, most of the paths are relatively safe, and you've just got to be aware. One of the things I said last year, don't go out as a target. You know, if you don't need to have your gold chain around your neck while you're going hiking, don't take it. You know, don't make it um, something that they see you and go, sure, that's a nice watch or that's a nice cell phone. Try and just be inconspicuous. Don't. Don't make yourself a target. Talking about going up uh, the contour path and uh, also going up Platica Gorge, I remember a couple of years ago, probably about 10 years ago, I was living in Diggs in Claremont and I lived in a big house with international students and two of my Swedish housemates wanted to go up uh, Platica Gorge and what happened was I walked about 15 minutes. I said, sorry, ladies, <laughs> you're going to have to do this by yourself and going to take the cable car, car down. But how difficult is something that is so popular? And I have friends who do it for fun and on the spur of the moment, on a Friday night, let's just go on a hike on Platicum Gorge. Just how, and how much do we underestimate these paths to, to the mountain? I'm sure they are, they are beginner, intermediate and, mm. and, and more advanced paths, but something that's as popular as Platicum Gorge, just how difficult is it to, for, for the novice hiker? 
Look, uh, <laughs> this question comes up a lot. And um, often when people say to me, what is the easiest route up Table Mountain? I'll tell them it's a cable car. <laughs> the <laughs> rest, a, the rest that, are difficult. <laughs> human ingenuity has paid <laughs> <laughs> for, for that I could have the cable car to go up. Yeah. Right? So, look, I mean, Platterclip, um, in terms of fitness, it, it is a tough walk um, because it's just thousands and thousands of steps. And you're literally climbing a mountain that is a thousand meters above sea level. You're not climbing 1000 meters, but you, you're starting at around about 350 meters. So you, it's a 650 meters straight up is a, is a l- decent hike. Um, and so many people underestimate it. The biggest problem with Table Mountain is that it's right at the edge of the city. Um, and, and people sit in the city and go, oh, well, there it is there. It doesn't look that intimidating until they get to, the first 50 steps and then realize that their lungs can't cope with what which happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I personally, I'm not a big fan of Platterclip mainly because it is as busy as it is. Um, so it, it, it's not as much fun for me. I went on a hike today. I took some Italian tourists and we had the mountain to ourselves and it was just the most magical thing. Um, we got to the, the back table and after that, we, we didn't see anybody. You know, it, the, the, the mist was so thick. The conditions were so different to what it was down here. So when we started, I said to him, look, the conditions are going to be quite, quite uh, different. But it was just so nice to actually be out in the open, um, but completely enclosed. And we didn't come across another human being until we got to the cable station. Tim Lundy with our regular hiking feature here on tonight with uh, Lester. You can ask, you can uh, call in with your questions to Tim on 021-446-0567 or you can WhatsApp us on 072-567-1567. But when is the best time to go? I, I obviously want to, to balance the privacy and the solitude, but also with the, uh, the safety, safety aspect. Yeah. So when would be the ultimate time to have the best of both? I was speaking to somebody today who actually ended up getting rescued a couple of years ago, um, who'd gone up Platterclip and got dehydrated. And the nurse had actually said to him, um, you know, how long were you planning to go up? And he said, I was only planning to go up for two, three hours. And she said, you know, your problem is that you haven't packed for 24 hours. And that's what you need to do. You need to pack as if you were going to spend 24 hours on the mountain. Do you have to pack as if you're going to spend the night? Exactly. That you're going to spend the night, that it's going to be freezing cold, that it's going to be boiling hot, that you're going to experience everything. And here's the thing. You're not going to, but at least you're prepared for it. At least you know that you're not going to... You, you're not, if conditions like today, when, when I started with these people, I said to them, have you got jackets and rain jackets? And they all looked at me and went, yeah, but Why? And I said, well, just have a look at the mountain. I said, you, you can't see the top of it right now. We're going to be inside that. And I said, when we get there, you're going to experience very different conditions. It must have probably been about 9, 10 degrees up there today. Um, I had moisture all over my body from the, from the dew and the, the mist that we were in. At one stage, I had to actually stop because the, the lady was, who was with me, um, probably 15 meters behind me, disappeared. I couldn't see her anymore. Sharon uh, on the SMS line, she says, Hi, Lester, please ask Tim if it's safe to go to Deval Park where the dam is. Deval Park 
Yes, I would say the, the, the one at the top of town is, is definitely a lot safer. Um, there are a couple of dodgy characters around, but I think the thing with Deval Park is that there is a lot of people around. Um, so, you know, as long as you're with others, um, Deval Park, yeah, for me is sort of low level. But again, if you're going to go into a park and you, are you still in the city? Again, don't take valuables. Don't make yourself stand out. Um, cause these guys are looking for that kind of thing. They're looking for opportunities. And if you're going to give them an opportunity where you walk into the park and you're sitting on your cell phone, it's a nice apple. They're going to take that opportunity as soon as they can get it. So rather don't give them the opportunity, but go out and enjoy it. And Deval Park is a fantastic park. I think they, the, the city have done a great job of revamping it and um, making it look like a, a decent park. You spoke about packing as if you're going to be spending the night, but many people are concerned about uh, uh, gear. You, we say that the walk is the cheapest form of f- exercise, but if you don't feel confident in what you have, I would have my, as a backpack, would take my little daughter's little school bag and not, yeah. too, not too big. I don't have expensive hiking boots. I don't have a, a, a dry Mac sort of rain coat so in terms of the cost of hiking how do you then prepare without having to pay an arm and a leg look i think the nice thing about hiking compared to other sports is that they are a lot more um other sports are a lot more expensive the equipment is very expensive um just get set up is very expensive um not to say that there are not expensive things for with hiking there are the, the thing is that you can take your time to, to build it up. Um, I've got a rescue pack as well as a, as a day pack as well as a trail pack. Um, I didn't buy them all at the same time, that's for sure. Um, my last pack, I think, cost me 1,300 Rand. That was the, the day pack. Wow. Um, yeah, so, but, you know, you buy it when you can, and uh, I, had a, I had another old pack. And I'm sure you can find a little medical aid kit from a Texan oh, yeah. disc game for about 150 rand. Or exactly. So. Um, Cape New Mart have got quite a couple of, um, and Outdoor Warehouse and all of them. They've all got um, very basic first aid kits um, and very important to take those on, on hikes. Mm. Um, you're certainly not going to do an operation while you're on a mountain, but it at least will buy you time. And trust me when I tell you that when a rescue happens, Time is not on your side. It it really takes forever to actually to get people to you. Tom, I, I just want before I let you go. We speak about not taking valuables, but also being safe. So, do I go up on the mountain with my cell phone? If I slip and fall and can't move, I obviously need to contact someone. But mm. if I go with my cell phone, um, I am also then a target. Does this mean do I get myself a one ninety nine little? Little cheap phone, or yeah, what I mean, do, what that, do I, that what is an option. Do? I think it's a, it's a personal kind of thing. I do walk with my phone. Uh, most people I know will walk with their phone, but I won't be on the certainly on the lower slopes. I won't be taking the phone out and taking photographs and and again advertising. When I'm higher up, then I've you know these guys are attacking much much lower down, and because it's easy entrance, easy exit, they can get out of there very quickly. Um, when you're at the top of Castile's Port, that's just far too much work for them to get up to the top. <laughs> Tom, uh, very shortly before we have to go uh, to Eyewitness News, I'm off tomorrow and Saturday. Where is the one place you suggest I should go have a walk tomorrow? I think you should start off very basic, very easy, but something that you can take lots of photographs with, you can feel safe. 
Um, and at any stage, if you want, you feel like it's getting too much, you can just pull off and order an Uber and, and head back to your car. Um, in my book, I've got the, the, the promenade. And um, you just walk along the promenade and just take in all the views. Take it as long as you want and just take in the views. There's also the Greenpoint Park, which is a fabulous park as well, um, to, to walk around and actually just see see things and just enjoy it. And then once once you progress from that and you feel comfortable with that, then you move on to the next one um, where you start hitting the, the lower slopes and, and – Doing things like the hell, which is um, a little bit more strenuous, is a bit down and but up. It's a very short walk, but quite intense. And that's your hiking feature with Tim Lundy. 79% of hotel accommodation doesn't look like it did online. Welcome to Beach Villas. This is your room. Now, if you stretch over the balcony, look past the office block on the left, just over the highway, that's the ocean. <laughs> Enjoy Yes, a lot can go wrong over the holidays, but if anything happens...